T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that likes to work the grill. As soon as he walks in the house, he's like, get away from that grill. You don't know how to stop no fire. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Chad, throw the match. Now that's a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm not cooking a brontosaurus burger. The Fan. It's hour number two on Danny and Dusty, and it's a Danny and Rusty special. No Dusty Hera today. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to dive into Ducks and Dogs, the latest chapter in the fierce rivalry in the Northwest between the Oregon Ducks and the Washington Husky. And today we have Tyson Algeron of the I-5 Corridor. Tyson, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, anytime. Uh, uh, I know you're uh, used to doing this with Dusty, but he decided he's going to be too cool for school and uh, have a little skip day. So uh, you have to deal with me today. Uh, first question I have for Oregon, Washington, and I think this is kind of pertinent come this time of year, regardless of who you're playing. How healthy are the Ducks right now? You know, better than what they have been. You know, I, I think that's kind of one of the things that people forget a little bit about how last season went, um, you know, where at one point Oregon was going on the road and, and beating Ohio State in the horseshoe, but they really broke down towards the, the later end of that season, and I think that's what kind of contributed a lot to – um, some of those really lopsided scores that you saw against Utah um, and and in the bowl games as well. So, I mean, considering that, I mean, you you look at Oregon, especially on offense, like the offensive line's healthy, the running backs are healthy, the wide receivers are healthy, and uh, Bo Nix, who is probably the most important football player in the country right now, he's he's awfully healthy too. So this is, um, you know, considering it's November 9th here, you know, I, I don't think any, anybody's probably feeling perfect, but um, compared to where the Ducks have been in the past, I think things are going pretty well for them right now. You take a look at this matchup, and obviously it's a, a storied rival here in the Pac-12, uh, but you're going to get two uh, universities here with brand new coaching staffs. Uh, both schools feel like they're kind of on the right path, righting some wrongs. Uh, obviously, Oregon probably a step ahead of Washington, at, at least at this point, certainly. How important is it for each coach to kind of put their stamp on this game, both for their programs right now 
and going forward is there's probably going to be a pile of recruits on hand. Yeah, you know, I, I think this is a really important game for, for both teams, and especially when you consider the, the future of the, the conference. If if these teams all remain uh, in, in the Pac-12, uh, I, I think kind of the, the north star of the conference is, is going to be up here in the northwest. I mean, Seattle's a really important market for this conference, and, and they've kind of traditionally been unper- underperforming for the better part of the last 20 years. I, I think it, especially with DeBoer, who is a really well-respected coach who, who can build things and, and, and is, is doing a really good job already this year um, for them to be able to kind of like take that, take that extra step forward and, and be the team like Oregon that is playing as well as anybody in the country right now. Uh, I think that could really jumpstart things for them. But, you know, if, if you look at the, the, I was going to say a recent history of this rivalry, but it's not even a recent history of this rivalry. For like the last, you know, 20, 25 years, this has been a, a very organ dominant thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to watch with this, this new group because it was certainly uh, a pretty, uh, pretty boiling over by the time that Mario Cristobal and, and Jimmy Lake left things last year. <laughs> you, you say that and it, it significantly has been one-sided for Oregon. Uh, so much so leading into this and in this season, uh, the Ducks are favored by almost two touchdowns right now. I'm, I'm going to go to the other side of this. What does Washington need to do to pull the upset at Austin? You know, Michael Penix Jr. is a really good football player. Uh, I went up to the game on Friday and mm-hmm. watched them play against the Beavers. And, you know, I, I wasn't incredibly impressed with Washington as a whole, but that's that's a playmaker at quarterback that not a lot of the teams in the Pac-12 have. And in Oregon secondary, while – um, you know, Christian Gonzalez looked really great last week against Colorado. I, I still think that they can be tested a little bit. And so I, I think if Washington's going to win, they're going to have to do it through the air. Um, and and I, I think it's just basically if, if, if Penix has, you know, the type of game that uh, we saw him have a little bit earlier in the year when people were kind of throwing his name around in the Heisman conversation. Um, yeah, I, I think Washington might have a chance there. But I, I think right now Oregon's offense is just too good. Um, and, and the defense is, is coming together here in recent weeks that uh, I, I think I agree with the odds makers on this one. You look again at, at Penix. He's number one in the country in passing yardage. He's fifth in total attempts, yet he only has five interceptions. He's been wildly efficient. He throws to the boundaries. They don't throw over the middle all that often. That's really been the key to slowing Washington down is taking away those boundary throws. Are the Ducks going to be good enough and disciplined enough defensively at the linebacker position, which was supposed to be their strong suit this season? Uh, they've struggled there uh, in their discipline for long portions of the season. Are they going to be disciplined enough to force those boundary throws into the middle and be disruptive uh, to the Huskies and, and take Penix off his game and make this a game that, that the Ducks offense can just run away with? Yeah, I would, I would sure hope so. And and I think Oregon linebackers have slowly been getting better as the season's gone on. I mean, it was, it, it was kind of a little bit jarring early on seeing some of those Noah Sewell stat lines. I mean, this was like a guy who people were used to seeing, you know, having 10 tackles and, and 2.5 tackles for a loss and a couple of sacks a game. Um, and, and it just took him a really long time to, to kind of find himself in this defense. And, you know, I think a lot of that too goes along with like who's been playing next to him. It's, it's kind of been a, a rotating cast, not only this season, but, but for a couple of years for him. And, you know, even when you put him next to like a, 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 a Justin Flo, who is, is one of the most athletic guys that I've seen in that, <laughs> in that linebacking room for the Ducks, you know, he's, he's, he can be kind of a heat seeking missile all over the place too. So I think just kind of, 
continuing on with that discipline and, and finding kind of that rhythm uh, uh, in Lanning's defense is, is awfully important for them. It's not supposed to be a disaster at Austin the weather-wise. So we should, should at least get decent weather for the game. I'm knocking all the wood for you guys down there in the press box, totally not freezing to death. <laughs> but with that in mind, you have the opportunity for a game to break out into a shootout because you do have Penix on one side and we do have Bo Nix on the other. Bo Nix's story this year has been absolutely incredible. Over these next three games, he has the chance to write really his his name down on, on a plane ticket to New York for a Heisman Trophy. Maybe not a win, but at least as a finalist. How good does he need to be in this game and then kind of going forward to make sure that his ticket is there uh, in December for, for a New York trip for Heisman? You know, that's that's the thing that uh, with the Heisman Trophy, you, it always seems like somebody is, is always kind of makes an appearance in, in late October or November. And I, I think this year it's Knicks. I mean, obviously no one expected this after that Georgia game, but ever since that game, all he's done is like produce five to six touchdowns per game, which is, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge football expert, but I think that's a pretty good clip. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, it's, it's just going into these games. It's, it's just last week. It's, it's the ways that he can do it. I mean, he, he threw for two touchdowns. He rushed for two touchdowns. He caught a touchdown. Like you, you want style points. Like that. That was it. And and now as you're kind of coming into the teeth of the schedule, you know I'm not necessarily looking for him to produce five six touchdowns a game, but just getting through this this part here with wins and if they can get into the Pac-12 title game and and you know kind of keep this thing rolling, I think he's such a good story right now and he's such a national name as well that I think it'll, it'll be impossible to keep him out of New York. I, I'm not saying he's going to win the award. I think that would be awfully. I think he'd have to go just completely crazy here uh, the final month. But I think at this point he's he's definitely earned his trip uh, to the ceremony. Let's get way out in front of our skis over over the next three weeks and say the Ducks run the table. And they are slotted in as a Pac-12 championship game uh, attendee. Who do you want to see them play in that game to give them an opportunity in the college football playoff? You, you want to see USC. Yeah. I, I mean, I and, I and I don't even think USC is necessarily the best team in the South, but USC is the team that everyone else in the country is going to tune in to watch because mm-hmm. it's going to be Lincoln Riley, it's going to be Caleb Williams, it's going to be the team that's leading the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. Um, you want that win. You want those eyeballs on you, it, you know, especially if, if Oregon can have a convincing win in that game. I, I think that's probably the biggest stamp that, that you can have, that this is a completely different team than, than what started the season at Georgia. Um, you know, I, 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 am, I am scared of USC's offense. I mean, they can, they can definitely run at the same clip the Ducks can, but um, I, I think that would be a winnable matchup for them too, considering how weak USC's defense has been throughout the year. But, yeah, I, I think people want to see the Trojans, and, and that would be an awfully good one for the Ducks to match up in. You take a look at where the Ducks were after week one and where they are now with this opportunity. Would you have expected that this season has come together the way that it has for them? Not, not remotely. I, I thought that I, I thought that we were, especially just kind of the tone of everything after that first Georgia game. Like it, it really felt like it was uh, going to be like Anthony Brown 3.0 season. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just another year of, of why isn't Ty Thompson starting this or that? And like, legitimately, it took them one week to just get rid of all of that. Like I, like like this team, this team has played so. That's a good brand, an exciting brand of football since the second week of the season. Like it's, 
it it almost just seems like an aberration of, of what happened in that first week. But yeah, it's, it's just, I, I, I thought we were going for another like year of like completely avoid the message board, stay off Twitter. Like it's going to be a dark, dark, dark place. And instead it's uh, I mean, if you look outside today right now, the sun's shining and it's November. I, I think everyone will take that. We're talking to Tyson Alger of the I five corridor ahead of ducks, dogs, uh, and what starts three absolutely insane games here for the ducks down the stretch, taking on the Washington Huskies, the, uh, Utah Utes and the Oregon State Beavers. Tyson, what's the one thing when you're getting ready to file your report uh, Saturday night that you're hoping to write uh, after Oregon and Washington? Uh, I'm hoping to write that Oregon thumped them again. To be to be completely honest, because <laughs> I think that's what I think that's because like that's what Oregon should do. Like this this is a team that is playing with the type of swagger and the type of just energy that some of those early 2010s Oregon teams had where they just went into, went into weeks with opponents where, you know, people tried to manufacture a storyline about how it could be close and Oregon would still end up winning by like 30 or 40. Like this is, this is the first time since maybe 2015, 2014, since Oregon really has had kind of that, that swagger to them. And I, I think the Ducks should beat Washington. I, I think the Ducks should be going into Utah uh, right in the thick of the college football playoff race. Like, I, I think that's what this Oregon team deserves, and I hope it keeps going. But it's college football, so <laughs> they'll probably get beat by 40, and this will be on message boards in Seattle for the next 10 years. <laughs> I'll get you out of here on this. What is the uh, – when you look at this game, what's the one wild card situation for both teams where you're just like, I don't know about this. I have questions about this, whether it's Washington or Oregon, where you're really looking to see what what comes of it. You you know, I I think just the the matchup in the trenches is going to be really really key because I I spent the entire time on uh, Friday in Seattle watching um, Oregon State, which has had zero threat of the past, still kind of gash Washington for five or six yards per carry. Um, and Oregon, meanwhile, has one of the best offensive lines in the country, and they're running with Bucky Irving, they're running with Noah Whittington, they're running with Bo Nix. Um, if Washington can't contain that, I don't know if Nix is going to have to even throw the football. So I, I think that's probably like the one thing that, that I didn't get to earlier that, that is going to be the key to this game. All right, well, thank you for your time, uh, Tyson. Uh, stay warm down there. Hopefully uh, the food is a plenty and the lights stay on as opposed to what happened in uh, Washington next week. <laughs> hey, we can only hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and hopes and prayers that you get out of there before midnight. No no, uh, yeah, no, no we'll, crazy late we'll games. See. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. No promises. All right, folks, that's Tyson Alger of the I-5 Corridor. Uh, you can follow him out on Twitter, at Tyson Alger, and uh, go uh, go throw him some love. He's been uh, covering the Ducks and on all things in Northwest for quite some time, and he's great at what he does. Um, other than that, folks, I mean, we got we got more more Ducks and Dogs coming up the rest of the week as we get ready here at, at, at the first of Rivalry Week for the Ducks. Uh, and then with the split, obviously, between uh, Utah and then Oregon State. It'll be busy, busy, busy time. But coming up here in just a sec, or just a bit, I should say, uh, Ryan Horvat of the BetMGM uh, Insider, I should say Insider uh, uh, from BetMGM, Ryan Horvat, uh, where we'll hit on all of the lines and good stuff uh, between there, but uh, until then, we're back uh, here soon. Danny and Dusty on 10 the Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Come on, man. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Oh, really? That sucks. Jeff Rust with the fantastic don't call it a comeback because one Lenny Dykstra is out here trying to bust slumps right now. Uh, The former professional baseball player, uh, Stealing or stay on the web yeah. at the buzzer. Apparently, Lenny Dykstra is thirsty. Uh, tweeting out this morning, I'm sorry about your loss in the election, Lauren Bobert. Who knows what funny business was going on? Anywho, I know this must be a difficult time, and just keep in mind that you have someone right here to talk to, and then in parentheses, or whatever other kind of needs you may have right now, DM me. <laughs> Sweet, fancy Moses. I mean, listen. They don't call him nails for nothing. Well, he's trying to get nailed. I did, yeah, hey Again, um, I don't care where you fall politically. Um, I, really, I don't. I, 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 I could. If, if anything, serving in the military, you know what it taught me, Jeff Rust? I don't care. <laughs> I, I, it's do what you do as long as it doesn't affect anybody else. Yep. Go about your life. We'll tell you this. No matter what side of the aisle you are on, you will find Lauren Bobert to be an attractive individual. She's a little crazy for me, but, you know, I mean, I, I smell what you're stepping in. I I like watching crazy people shoot their shot at people that are way hotter than them. It's fun. This is, I mean, this isn't all that indifferent from how I got my wife. Well, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I'm also one of those that way out kicked his coverage. Uh, so, yeah, I know how that goes. But it, it uh, you could argue that maybe he was drunk when he sent it, but it was at 10.15 this morning. Although maybe he was 
you know, I mean, I think I think Nails has had his, I, his issues, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything in there. Um, it's it's very funny in here, though, looking at some of the, the comments, the tweets. Um, the flip side of all of this is the uh, we didn't get the uh, you've seen any time somebody hops in, a uh, you know, shoot their shot tweet. Yes. And somebody follows up with, hey, man, thanks for letting me borrow the yacht last weekend. You know, trying to gas him up a little bit. Oh, it's, right. it's, it's all yeah. tongue in cheek. Like, <laughs> hey, I appreciate you giving me that hundred thousand dollars, fam. You real, you a real one. You know, we don't have any of those in the follow up tweets here. There's a lot of crazy in the tweets. I would recommend not going there unless you really like to see crazy. And then, in which case, by all means, it's it's all there. But again, throw. It's weird to do your your dirty DMs out in public. It really is. Like that's what DMs are for. Like, why are you saying DM me? Is are her DMs not open? I mean, I mean, I guess probably not. Oh, they are. Oh yeah. Well. Maybe he slid right in there, or maybe he can't figure out how to. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards the latter. <laughs> gonna lean towards the latter. He is a little bit of a meathead. Again, simply, you know, my wife and I got together because of DMs. So I'm never gonna I, I'm never going to shame the DMs. I am going to laugh at them. Yeah. I am going to laugh at them endlessly and go, "What on earth are you doing, Lenny Dykstra?" This is. Former baseball players are having a bad couple of days. <laughs> I think Aubrey Huff lost a school board election by Ooh. like, I think it was eighty-seven percent to thirteen <laughs> percent. Ouch! Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I, I think Tua got a higher percentage of the vote in, in Florida for Good governor. Lord, it's just you know what, man. I, I guess baseball is kind of one of those sports where you bat 300 and you're a god, so if you bat 250 in life, you're thinking, cool, <laughs> it's, not bad, yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah. Eh, well, whatever, man. That's our worst day on the web. I, I get so sick and tired of doing Kyrie. Yeah. You know you know what I was leaning it was towards? Nice to have something a little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, I was leaning towards doing some of the, the, the fake verified tweets because you right now, dear listener, can go spend $8 on Twitter. and Don't you dare do this. Yeah. Can spend eight dollars and become verified or quasi-verified. Apparently, it's already started to go. It's already oh, gone swimmingly today. It's too. It's gone sideways. We've had a fake Adam Schefter who reported that Josh McDaniels was fired. Yeah. Which, although I did not get caught up in it, I wished happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a fake LeBron James tweet, which uh, included him asking for demanding a trade. Oh yikes! Yeah, who could have seen this coming? Nobody could have seen this coming except literally everyone who has had a check mark for any period of time. Yeah. I don't care. I mean. I, I've been verified for, I don't know, four, five, six years uh, now. It's been a while. Uh-huh. But I got verified without trying. Mm-hmm. You know, just like one day, like I submitted for it once and it didn't happen. And then one day it was there. Gotcha. I didn't have like the, the Twitter overlords. It was bestowed upon me. <laughs> um, but it does lend some credence to what you're saying. Like, it's for me, it's very simple. Just reporting on breaking news. Right. That's. Literally, I think the only reason I have it is because I'm in media and I can technically break news. Yes. Like, that's mildly problematic. But when you start getting into this other stuff where accounts are followed, you know, four, five, seven, twelve, fifty million. Yeah. And you can propagate stuff like a disease so fast. It's very problematic. Yeah, it isn't. Isn't. It's just very dumb. It's just like, why are we adding another layer of stupidity to it? And I was going to go down that road, but then we talk about what's going on in Twitter and social media, and then it gets wildly depressing as opposed to looking at Lenny Dykstra and going, 
which is just fun. That's significantly more fun. Speaking of more fun, we have Ryan Horvath, the insider for BetMGM, coming up next, where uh, I will pepper him with a million NBA questions. Uh, Jeff Ross, take it away, good sir. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The fan. Welcome back, to Danny and Dusty, Danny and Rusty edition. And on the line is host of Bet MGM tonight, Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Horvat. Insider calls presented by Bet MGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the Bet MGM app. Also, be sure to listen to Bet MGM tonight podcast for more on Ryan. More of Ryan Horvat's analysis. Just search Bet MGM wherever you find podcasts. Ryan, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. Looking at the injury report, actually, tonight for the <laughs> NBA. Insane. It gets crazier every single night, especially for the Bucks. No Giannis, no Drew Holiday tonight. It's uh, it's tough to keep up with, and you never really know who's going to be out there. I mean, some of these some of these games, we don't find out who's going to be out there you know, until about 90 minutes before tip. So it's tough to bet on these games. I look and see Chris Paul out for Phoenix tonight as well. Okay. You know what's funny is I was actually looking at the NFL injury report, and, I'm, and I was going to go down that way. But actually, I want to go down the NBA one, and actually, not even NBA, but sports in general. The NBA is, is, is teetering on a line of being problematic. And you kind of already talked about it, the 90-minute stuff. How long until the casinos and the regulators come in and stomp Adam Silver's uh, couch out uh, and get him to kind of clean house with all of the injury, non-injury stuff and the close lines that they're they're playing with that. Yeah, they need to figure something out. Like, for example, last night, you know, I ended up placing a bet on the Oklahoma City Thunder, six-and-a-half-point dogs in that game. And now I look, and it's all the way down to one-and-a-half because literally nobody, the Bucks are starting nobody tonight. Mm-hmm. It's their entire bench, and OKC is actually playing everybody for a change. So I don't know that I would bet it at one-and-a-half, but I really like having six-and-a-half. So you figure they're going to have to do something here soon, and it's going to be interesting, especially with, you know, Sham signing the deal with FanDuel, I mm-hmm. believe he signs the deal with. And so now they're going to have some obviously very important injury information before the rest of us do. I feel like the NBA really needs to crack down. Now, every once in a while, you're going to see some situations, right? Like, we've always seen this. Guys are warming up before the game. Maybe there's some hamstring tightness. Certainly. Maybe you have a guy like Kawhi Leonard who's dealt with some ACL injuries in the past and you want to hold him out. Veterans rest. I understand all of that. But it's just crazy. Like, I'm looking at the Portland injury report for you guys. Oh, my gosh. Everybody tonight is a game-time decision from yeah. game all the way down. I mean, there may be four or five guys available. So, I think eventually they have to crack down and do something about it. You know, even if it's three, four hours before tip, I think that would be greatly appreciated if you're looking to wager these games. Also, just as a fan, you know, I remember I was in Milwaukee a couple years ago and the Lakers were on a really bad run. It was before they traded away Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and all those guys. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen LeBron 
So got tickets to the game, spent a bunch of money, even though I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm from Chicago, so I like to root against them. But you want to see him before he sure. retires. And, you know, I find out two hours before I even take off to leave for the game that he's not playing. And then you can't sell the tickets because nobody's going to want to go and watch, you know, that the Julius Randle and whoever else was available. <laughs> yeah, Nick Young. So, I mean, just as a fan, too, you know, if you're buying tickets, these things are – the tickets are expensive. You want to know who's going to be playing and who's not going to be playing. Well, yeah, and they're selling those tickets, you know, on on individual markets or preseason and season ticket sales. You're paying a marquee price for those marquee games, and all of a sudden the marquee game is no longer marquee, and you're wondering, well, why did that ticket cost me 130 bucks when the other one against you know Detroit cost me 30, and all of their dudes are showing up? But that's a whole other discussion. But uh, let's pivot to the NFL real quick. There's, Dusty's out today, so I was going to hit you with nothing but NBA questions, but I'll give him this. One, uh, like an at uh, a memoriam for him. There's no double digit lines this week. We are back to normal betting lines in the NFL, at least for this week. I have one in particular Arizona, LA. You have got Cardinals, Rams. Rams are favored by one and a half. Is this the uh, who wants it less bowl? And you know what's funny about this game, too, is, man, the Rams are a bad product right now. And it's just, you know, the, the offensive line. I mean, they had a police officer starting at center. You know, other than Cooper Cup, and that's the other problem. Say what, I mean, Sean McVay, even Sean McVay can't work his magic this season because they don't have a running back. They don't have a running game. They don't have an offensive line. Their offense is deep ball to Cooper Cup. You know, you have to pray that Cooper Cup is going to have 13 receptions, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. And luckily for them, you know, every other week it seems that he does that. And then you have the Cardinals, who we saw last week again. You know, Cliff Kingsbury is a disaster. I don't expect him to be the coach of their next year, which is crazy because something's going to have to happen because they extended him and they extended Kyler. Mm -hmm. We've seen them screaming at each other the last couple weeks. This past week it was Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins and you know, that kind of stuff happens. I don't know if I'm going to overblow that, but the Cardinals aren't a very good team either. I actually bet the Rams one and a half on the opener and then just found out, again, we got to talk injury report, found out an hour ago Sean McVay tells reporters that Matthew Stafford's in the concussion protocol, which is a huge deal, you know, and, and already they can't protect him. So you go to John Wolford, who's the backup quarterback, that's a huge downgrade. So if anything, I might have to buy back with Arizona. They're not a good football team, but – you know, the Rams aren't a good football team, and that's with Matthew Stafford behind center. With the backup quarterback behind center with not a whole lot of experience, Arizona should win that game. But, man, what a stink fest. And it's crazy because, you know, Arizona got off to that nice start the last couple of years, but especially mm-hmm. last year. They were a playoff team. The Rams were a playoff team. Hell, these teams met in the wild card. The Rams won the Super Bowl. And now, right now, they're both tough to watch. Tampa Bay's tough to watch. Green Bay's tough to watch. This is a terrible season for the NFC. You have to think whoever's coming out of the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, that's why they play the games. Crazy stuff happens. And Philadelphia looks pretty good, so I guess I shouldn't speak terribly about them. But they've played a very easy schedule if you look at who they've played so far. There's at least one. There's at least one in the AFC. It's at least viable. Well, let's go into the terrible product in the AFC real quick. Uh, My Raiders are a disaster. They need to fire Josh McDaniels, and they're getting ready to take on the Colts who, having a new coach who a week ago, his last tweet was, the Raiders are a mess. And now, going from uh, the ESPN desk, Jeff Saturday, uh, and all of his high school coaching, is going to take on those Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders, 
somehow are favored, even though they've been a complete and utter disaster and have dropped three 17-point leads and they've lost every single game this season by a single score. What are you looking at when you look at the Raiders being favored by six against whatever this is version of the Colts? You know what's funny is with the new stupid you know check mark thing going down, I got fooled today. <laughs> I thought Jock McDaniels actually got canned already. And you know what's funny? It's year one. It's not even week 12 yet, and I actually believe the report because it's been a disaster. And I've been paying attention very closely because I'm a Packer fan, and obviously they trade away Devontae Adams. You have all those weapons. Derek Carr hasn't been very good, and that's me. Very, that's I've, I've actually been a Derek Carr supporter. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of his worst years in a long time. And I think, you know, there's this team doesn't have an identity. One week, you see 16, 17 targets for Devontae Adams and a half. The next week, he's targeted five times. He has one reception. And as a Packers fan, I've never seen that. You know, Josh Jacobs, he played in the Hall of Fame game. People were talking about him potentially being cut. And then for three weeks, he was Barry Sanders. He was the best back in the league. They need to continue to feed him. The offensive line, I mean, shaky. Uh, You have Hunter Renfro. Darren Waller hasn't been healthy. The defensive side of the ball, I like the pass rushers, but the secondary hasn't been very good. They've just kind of been a mess. And I think that falls on Josh McDaniels. And it's like, fool me once, right? But we've seen this before. We saw it in Denver that first stint. We saw him screw over Indianapolis. He's a fine enough play caller in New England when he has Tom Brady and all those weapons. But, like, let's be honest, when Tom Brady left, the play calls. I mean, I'm not a big Josh McDaniels guy. Mm-hmm. That said, I like them this weekend, man, even his six-point <laughs> favorites. Because the Colts, you want to talk about a mess. Jeff Saturday, I mean, I was just watching him on ESPN three weeks ago. Now he's the head coach of a football team. He has a 30-year-old offensive coordinator who sounds like a created uh, coach in Madden. It's like, what a mess. Sam Ellinger, I feel bad for the kid because I like Sam Ellinger. Solid college quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. You know, the offensive line isn't what it was. Jonathan Taylor has not been healthy. We'll see if he even plays. The defense, they've had so many injuries. And it's funny because I actually bet the Colts to win that division by default because I thought the Jags were a year away from being really good. You know, the Titans, I thought this would be a down year because they trade away A.J. Brown. How many more seasons could they continue to run Derrick Henry into the ground? Yet they continue to do it, and every week you look at the box score and he's got 185 rushing yards and they win games. And it just shows how important coaching is in the NFL. I think coaching in the NFL is more important than it is in college football because in college football, Nick Saban's a great coach, yes, but I think he's a great recruiter. You know, Kirby's a great recruiter. All these guys, college hoops, you could say the same thing. Is John Calipari a great basketball coach, or is he a great recruiter? In the NFL, we find out who the good coaches are because look at that Titans roster. Every year, they win 10, 11 games because Mike Vrabel's a great coach. You know, um, and you look at some of these teams that are a disaster and some of these coaches, I'll never understand how some of these guys continue to get jobs, and Josh McDaniels being one of them. Listen, as a Raiders fan, I'm 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 more than happy to move on from another coach. What is this? The third in the last five years. Uh, the Josh McDaniels experiment is kind of over with. But uh, flipping to college football, what's a I don't want to say harder line for you to get behind. You know what? I'm going to go with what's a more difficult line for you to get behind? Oregon covering a two touchdown spread against Washington at Autzen, or USC covering 34 against Colorado in what has been a weekly advancement of the spread against the Buffaloes in their absolutely wretched season. I know a lot of people, you know, that really actually like USC. In fact, it's funny because the, like, the public side is Colorado in this game because 
preseason, this was going to be around 21 and a half a 22 point spread. Obviously, we know what Colorado's look like and we know what USC's look like. You have an eight and one team at home going against a one and eight team. And USC, I mean, yeah, they're probably not going to get into the playoffs, but now we have some two lost SEC teams like Alabama. They could still, I mean, if they win the, you get the Pac 12 championship, you're a one loss team. We, we see some wild stuff. Who knows? You know, maybe somebody else knocks off Michigan and Ohio State gets beat. So they have a lot of motivation right now. They're at home. And 59% of the bets are coming in on Colorado, but 85% of the money is actually coming in on USC. So they're taking a bunch of sharp money, even as big favorites, and I understand why. Personally, I couldn't do it, but I'm going to fade Oregon, and I really like Oregon. You have to love Bo Nix in, in, in this story because they're so fun to watch right now. I don't think he's going to win a Heisman, but it's just cool that he's going to be a Heisman finalist. I mean, he's catching touchdowns, running for touchdowns, throwing for touchdowns like Christian McCaffrey. The defense has been much better. And I think if they played Georgia again, I don't think they would beat Georgia, but I think they would give him a game. You know, this is a completely different team than we saw week one. New co- I mean, Dan Lanning, it was game one for him. Um, I, think, or I think Oregon wins this game. I just think 13 and a half. You know, Washington, they got off to this blazing start. Everybody was overhyping them a little bit. Michael Penix looked great. I really like what Washington's done. And what I mean by that is they fired Jimmy Lake, who stunk, <laughs> let's be honest. So I think I think they're heading in the right direction, man. And I think this is a solid football team. I don't think they're better than Oregon, but I think that I would make this line probably eight and a half, nine, even if it's a backdoor cover. I think Oregon wins. I just don't know that they do it by 14. I think we're going to get a motivated Washington team here in a big spot. And for them, you know, with a couple losses now, this is really their Super Bowl because they're not they're not playing in the Pac-12 championship game. Flipping to the NBA, we're 10 games in basically across the board. You're starting to see a little bit of normalization uh, in offensive and defensive ratings. You kind of get an understanding of where teams are. Uh, Portland and Utah in the West continue to surprise basically everyone. Are you starting to adjust futures expectations on teams like Utah and San Antonio, or are you waiting for the other shoe to drop for Danny Ainge and R.C. Buford to uh, liquidate their assets and enter the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes? So I'm buying into Portland. Like, I played their win total. I went over just because Mm -hmm. they're not moving Dame, and Dame's going to compete, and I think people forget how damn good he is, and I like a lot of the young pieces. And if you look at Portland right now, like, in, I don't know if this is sustainable, but right now I believe they start the day, what, third in the West, only behind the Suns and then the Jazz, who you just brought up. But I like what I'm seeing because, you know, even on nights where they're not hitting their shots, I mean, I think they're only scoring, what, 22nd most points scored, but they're playing better defense. They're shooting solid from three. They're shooting 39% from three. They just need Dame to stay healthy. So I'm buying into them as a playoff team. I think maybe a fifth, maybe five or six seed sounds about right. Um, but with Utah, Utah's a really tough team to figure out because we don't know what Danny Ainge is going to do at the deadline because if they continue to win games, is he forced to keep that team together? We saw this. We've seen this in the past, you know, like OKC a couple of years ago when Chris Paul was there. We figured he's going to get bought out or traded at the deadline, even though that was such a big contract. You didn't know how anybody was going to be able to work it out. And they kept winning games and became a playoff team, so they kind of had to make a little run that year. I wonder if that's what's going to happen here in Utah, because Mike Conley, I think there will be some phone calls for him. I really like Jordan Clarkson when he's healthy. You know, as a sixth, seventh man off the bench, as a, as a sharpshooter, you know, I would make a phone call for somebody like him, obviously. 
But you got some guys that are playing hard and playing good right now. I'm a Bulls fan, so I know all about Markin, and this seems like a perfect spot for him. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk's playing good basketball right now. So a bunch of guys that that would be you know trade deadline targets. You just wonder though, like if they keep winning games because you keep saying, okay, this is going to fade away, and then it doesn't as they beat the Lakers the other night. They blew them out. If if man, if they're sitting there as the third or fourth seed, I don't know that they move any of these guys. So. That's why I'm staying away for right now, but they're a fun story. It's just, are they going to keep these guys together? Yeah, that's going to be the interesting part of uh, what happens here in the, in the remainder of the season, uh, at least the early part of the season, uh, for teams like the Jazz and Spurs. Ryan, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, may the betting gods be blessed upon you and your winnings be bountiful. Hey, thanks so much for having <laughs> me. One bet that I really like really quick before I go, Texas, minus seven. It seems like a trap, oh. right? You have a three-loss Texas team. And they're a touchdown favorite over an undefeated TCU team. TCU, very fraudulent. A fun story, year one for Sonny Dykes. But Texas could be undefeated. They could easily be undefeated if you go back and look at some of those games. Probably should have beat Alabama. I think they win this game by 8 to 10 points. Look at that. Horvat with a Texas's back bet line. I I like it. (laughs) I don't know about that, but I think they're beating TCU. All right. Thanks again, man. We appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me. All right, that was the host of Bet MGM tonight and Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Horvat. Insider calls are presented by Bet MGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the Bet MGM app. Well, that was a lot of stuff. It was a lot of betting. Uh, we, we we like to encourage at least mildly mildly degenerate behavior. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to still. Uh, I will find some way to shoehorn significantly more NBA talk than we're ever allowed to do here uh, because that's what I'm going to do here. Uh, not sure which way I'm going to go with it yet, but we'll figure it out. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. I know it's AM radio, but I kind of want to let the song play a little bit just because uh, I literally last night driving home added this album back to my playlist. <laughs> I was I don't know what it was. I don't know because we, we have this in the cycle, mm-hmm. but I, I got in the car on the way home yesterday and I was like, I, I started doing little crossroads in my head. And I'm like, you know what? Let me throw on some Bone Thugs. And I was because <laughs> like uh, Drake released his new album and there, I saw a tweet last night. Somebody said Drake really like brought forth harmonizing in hip-hop and i wanted to like drive my car into a telephone pole at full speed because there's a hip-hop group called bone thugs in harmony right they exist yeah maybe maybe consider some music that's you know a little more than like 10 years old <laughs> I, I i went old man on his porch with his coffee very very quickly yeah and that's what twitter will do for you it'll uh, give you false reports from fake verified accounts and it will also piss you off because <laughs> of the the tweens who think that no, music did not exist until drake yes Ah, woosa, Um, I want to add this little bit of line. I had Corey Jez on uh, Jack Ramsey's last night. And for those that don't know who Corey Jez, off, Jez is, right offhand, uh, Corey is the on-air uh, head of analytics, or on-air analytics insider, I should say, uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. He's the guy that appears with uh, Kevin and Lamar in the uh, score bug in the bottom. Have you, have you gotten a chance to kind of check out the broadcast and yeah. see him? Okay. Yeah. Number one, I love what they've done with the broadcast. They're trying to make and help educate the fan base, mm-hmm. which we've talked about this a little bit. The NFL does a better job than literally any sport in the world of educating their fan base. Mm-hmm. The NBA might be the worst. 
It is drama, 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 and it's not. There's not nearly enough Tim Legler, Hubie Brown, JJ Reddick. Yeah, all of your like daily studio shows are always about Kyrie and what's going on there instead of about the games. And don't get me wrong, there are points when we need to talk about the stupidity. Yes, the Antonio Browns of the NFL, the Kyrie Irvings of the NBA, right. the Lenny Dykstra's of Major League yeah. Baseball. But you know, your NFL today is they're they're largely about the game. Looking. Orlovsky and Spears, they get up there and they give a clinic every single day. Mm-hmm. And they crush Mina Kimes. She's fantastic. Crushes it. Yeah. Crushes it every single day. You get that maybe once a week from the national media outlets. Yeah. Maybe on the NBA side. Corey was the director of analytics for, or head of analytics for the Utah Jazz before he came here. I worked there for four years. We talked for, I want to say about an hour and 10 minutes yesterday, which. Again, anytime you make a request to from a professional organization, you, you thirty minutes is about what you get. Right. We went for like an hour and ten minutes because uh, the content was tremendous, and we you know talked about how he got his start, where he came from, how he got into not only analytics but integrating sports technology in analytics, which is the the bigger kind of boon in mm-hmm. professional sports. If you've noticed the guys what look like wearing bras. Those are wearable tracking devices. You see them everywhere in soccer right now. Mm-hmm. You can, if you look, if if you see a guy who looks like he has like a hunchback on a soccer field, that's a wearable device that's in his back and it's tracking his his breath rate, his heart rate, his exertion rate, and they do this through all of their training sessions and through all of their games to monitor their fitness and not in the sense of like is he in shape, is he worn down, mm-hmm. is his performance suffering? Like they can track these things by speed of movement, how much ground they've covered based off all the metrics that they've built up over time. It gets super nerdy. We dove into a ton of this. And I say all this because, uh, number one, I'm promoing it because it's my stuff and I want you to go check it out. <laughs> but also, what the Blazers are doing, I, I commend. And I, and I hope more teams do this and I hope more broadcast networks do this. Having Corey come in for just a few minutes – during a timeout to explain why it's important that Josh Hart is grabbing and going off rebound. We all know Josh Hart is, is an insane person, right? Mm-hmm. Quantifying how insane he is, going one-on-three, one-on-four, but understanding that, hey, every time Josh Hart grabs a live rebound and pushes, it allows for the Blazers to get an easier opportunity. Right. Why is that important? And what levers can you pull on? The Blazers have been tremendously bad with turnovers this year. They're number one in the NBA. Almost 18% of every possession right now ends in a turnover. Almost one in five. That's not good, Bob. One of the things you're looking for if you're looking for a bright spot is them cleaning that up. You're also looking for them to be cleaning that up and being more effective in transition. Because even though they're getting out in transition, they've been poor in converting those opportunities. But what you can do is, or what's easier to do, clean up your passes, clean up how effective you are. It's kind of this ubiquitous thing. Yeah. Or, Jeff, you could just run more. Yeah. Like, understanding that there's different levers that you can pull to be more effective as a team, and it's while analytically driven, you can explain it in, hey, even though we're not getting what we want out of transition, we're putting the opponent under pressure, and even though we were, we're struggling in transition, it's still better than being in a half court. Right. So why don't we just get out of the half court more by trying to run even more, and maybe we can compensate for our lack of, or our inefficiency, or our uh, compounding turnovers by getting some of it back another way. So basically, you know, yeah, trying it, to avoid, move around the, the things that you're not doing well. And it, you, you can say it in a very general, like, the... 
the idea of threes and layups. It was like, oh, it's this nerd theory. No, we've been talking about this in without analytics forever. Why? Because getting to the free or getting to the lane and getting to the rim leads to free throws. Mm-hmm. The most valuable shot in the NBA is the corner three, a dunk, and free throws. Yeah. Like this is this, you don't need to be a mathematician. You don't need to understand saber metrics. You don't need to have a degree in geospatial tracking to understand this stuff. But to understand it, you bring somebody in like Corey, who's worked in other departments. There's a ton of these guys in the NBA. Uh, Kirk Goldsberry, who does all of the graphics for ESPN, mm-hmm. he's a he was a geo or is I believe a geospatial uh, mapping instructor at Harvard or Princeton, one of the Ivies. But you get these people who uh, work in baseball who uh, track baseball flight trajectory. They're they're quite literally rocket scientists. So there's this weird convergence of super uber nerds and sports, and we've reached this point of conflation and frustration of not truly understanding either side. And bringing in somebody like Corey helps educate the fan base of the why. Yeah, and I really really like what they're doing there. What, one of my favorite things, just you know, as the meathead who watches it, uh, when they go to the replays of a lot of the shots and they have the the uh, expected percentage uh, to make that shot. Yes, you know, and that, that's part of the Second Spectrum tracking data. So yes. there's, there's 10 cameras in every NBA building, mm-hmm. and Second Spectrum is a company that captures all of that data. And it, I believe it's they capture 25 images per second. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's fed into a machine learning algorithm that's built up over time. Da, 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 and it'll tell you based on historical presence. One thing I wanted to ask Corey, I didn't get to, is that data, I know how it comes out. I'd be very interested to know. So here, here's, here's to throw out a raw number at you. How many pick and rolls do you think Damian Lillard has run in his professional career? I know you have no basis to go off of this. Yeah, I have just, zero basis to go off of I'm going to go with a lot. Throw, I mean, a, throw a number out there just well, so we can okay. scale it. Mean, you figure, what, are they doing a dozen a game? I mean, just times 82. And so, I mean, are we ta- are we in the tens of thousands yet? Or 28,000. Okay, yeah. So well. I said 3,800. <laughs> and here's the thing. The re- when I, I brought this up with Cork. And so there's two different versions of tracking. Mm-hmm. There's Synergy and there's Second Spectrum. Synergy tracks events that happen. So if a pick and roll happens that leads to a... Um, a shot, a turnover, an assist, an actual event, then it's logged. The way Second Spectrum works is if a pick and roll is run, but then they nothing comes out of it and they reset it, it still counts as a pick and roll. Mm-hmm. So there's these two different levels and these different uh, versions of data that exist. And so we got super nerdy and dove into all of this. And we did this for about an hour long. And I, I want folks to go check it out because I'm selfish and I want the attention. But also I want people to go understand why this stuff is important. Yeah, And so that when... You know, I ask questions in post-game press conferences that sound super nerdy. This is where it's coming from, to help understand the game better. Yeah. So if we go with the 28,000-ish, let's just say we take that, divide mm-hmm. it by his 17, or 717 games played, that comes out to around 39 to 40 a game. Which is funny because I said uh, he runs, uh, I, I said he ran 38 a game. Yeah. Before I said this. And I, and I, I basically did it over, I think I said, what I say, 1,000 games. So I went with... You know, thirty eight hundred mm-hmm. or thirty eight. I can't remember That'd what be, I said. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's ultimately where I I got the number from. Was like it feels like about thirty eight a game. Man, well there we go, nails. But again, th- and like, not Lenny Dykstra. No, not 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 those nails. <laughs> but again, uh, the the Blazers broadcast obviously tonight uh, at, at four o'clock, taking on the the Charlotte Hornets. When 
Corey pops up. If you are trying to be a smarter fan, some people I've I've seen some pushback like, oh, it, it's disruptive, and they're they're still trying to work. listen. They're just still trying to work some kinks out yeah, in broadcasting. Exactly. Like this is. This is something they're trying to do. Again, the second spectrum visualization, it's, it's great stuff because I think you can take a lot from it. But I really want to see what they do coming out of this um, as it progresses through the season. Yeah. So uh, that's my long plug for the podcast. But at the same time, uh, enjoy the uh, in- incredible uberness uh, or actually er- uber nerdiness uh, that is all of the analytics stuff that the Blazers are currently working into. But coming up, we are going to dive back into the Pac-12 and see where things are going. Uh, we also have to give away our NFL mid-season awards, our offensive and defensive rookie of the year's MVPs, uh, most improved. Uh, Rust and I will do our best in uh, Dusty Stead to give away our uh, awards as we get into it. Uh, but first, here's Rusty. Well, first we're going to run some commercials, and oh, then yeah. we'll go to me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 